Alright, hey, what's going on? Sally Sharks fans. <clears throat> Getting everything squared away here on my end so we all can connect. If you're watching live right now on X, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, I encourage you to just chill and hang out. If you're on YouTube and Facebook, by all means, drop a comment in the chat section and we could talk about tonight's very tough loss. In my opinion, probably the first real game in which the Sharks kind of uh, were owned, unfortunately. But hey, they did it to themselves. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about today's game and much more on this late night edition. The last word here in Sharks territory. And of course, the number one live stream the number one trendy live stream in sharks territory so uh you look know, let's get ready let's get ready for it All right, good evening to everybody in Sharks territory, or if you're on the East Coast, good early morning. The San Jose Sharks finally lost like a game in, I think, the fashion in which most people have kind of been chopping them up to be. I don't want to say anything negative. I'm pretty sure you already have enough of that going around your Sharks feed. But I mean, I'm just going to call it as it is. San Jose Sharks, they lost this game for reals. Uh, finally really beaten. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it was a tough one. It really was. All right. So let me just gather my thoughts here and get everything all squared away one more time. I'm Aaron James. Welcome to Sharks and Filter, the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. This is a late night edition, a recap, reaction, and reflection on game three of the 2023-2024 NHL season. The Salazar Sharks fell to the Carolina Hurricanes by a final score of 6-3 to three at home. Um, they have one more game left this Thursday night to wrap up the homestand, which they opened up their season. And it's going to be another tough opponent, the Boston Bruins. But before we get there, let's talk about this game. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Again, um, you know, a lot of you Sharks fans out there have been kind of saying like, hey, you know, the Sharks are going to be this and they're going to be that. And I honestly, I haven't seen it. Um, this game is probably where they actually lived up to those low expectations. I hate to say it like that, but it is what it is. Um, let's be honest. The San Jose Sharks in the last couple of games, even though they lost 4-1 to to the Vegas Golden Knights, I felt like, you know, they had a very sloppy kind of like four to five minutes of play. And that's what ultimately led to their demise. Um, obviously not being able to capitalize on the power play can contribute to that and taking penalties as well. Well, same thing could be said for game two, with the exception that Mackenzie Blackwood was a stud. He had 51 saves after facing 52 shots for a .981 save percentage in game two of the season. That game, of course, was against the... Um, 
uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So two Stanley Cup champions back-to-back -back 2022 Stanley Cup champs in the abs and the 2023 Stanley Cup champs in the Knights. Uh, someone argued that the Canes may be favored to be in the Stanley Cup final in 2024. Um, some would say the same for, you know, um, the upcoming opponents with Boston. So the, the, the Sharks are getting tested with tough opponents early. And I think this game is really, in my opinion, the one game in which they – I know they're all losses, and I'm going to probably sound like Carolina's head coach last year, like, oh, we got swept, but we didn't get swept, right? Anyways, but <laughs> um, yeah, this is the one where they really kind of lost. I, I honestly feel that. And again, I feel like there's way too many freaking penalty calls, like for reals, okay? Um, so – all right, let's 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 get into um, first. Let's talk about Blackwood's second start, and we'll talk about some other points, and then we'll dive into the game. All right, so it just kind of makes sense. So uh, Mackenzie Blackwood had his second start. Uh, the guy's a stud. This isn't on him. I know a lot of fans out there are quick to say, "Oh, you know, he's a whatever goaltender," but the Sharks are going to have to generate some offense. I mean. Most of that third period, they played in their own zone. I mean, those are just facts. All right. Um, again, the penalties were insane. So, you know, San Jose took two penalties in the second period. They took three penalties in, excuse me, two penalties in the first period, three penalties in that second period. And then in the third period, I mean, two more penalties I know it doesn't seem like a lot considering that, uh, you know, Carolina took seven, but, you know, six penalties. Uh, the only bright spot of today is that they finally were able to score on special teams. Um, so on that note, of course, they finally surrendered some goals on special teams. So, um, you know, the San Jose Sharks went two for six on the power play tonight. Uh, Carolina Hurricane with three for seven. Um a bulk of those penalties that Carolina took uh, went down in the second period, like literally like six out of uh, – that's not making any sense again, Mr. Uh, yeah, so six out of their seven. So they had one penalty in the first, six penalties in that freaking second period. They didn't take any penalties, obviously, in the third Um but, yeah, those six penalties that occurred in the second period was obviously more than enough that the uh, San Jose Sharks – I mean, more more than enough opportunities the San Jose Sharks had to, you know, seal the deal and close the game, which now looking back on it after it's all concluded is kind of, like, unfortunate because the Sharks really did a good job of playing, um, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes today. I mean, they, in my opinion, they – they did a fantastic job of playing the area, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes today, except um, that third period, man. Uh, they didn't show up. So, uh, San Jose Sharks, you know, they got a sweet, sweet breakaway goal. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin, he scored his first goal of the season. Um, assisted by Tomas Hurdle, sweet little wrister. That happened like, I mean, all these goals kind of went down. Um like toward, you know, um, like pretty early in the game. So um, like three minutes, some changes in the first period. Zetterling gets a breakaway and it starts off the Sharks hot. I love it. Uh, unfortunately, just not even not even a whole minute 
like literally like maybe 40, 50 seconds after that, um, the Carolina Hurricanes tied it up. Um, second period, the uh, Sharks, you know, they ended the, they ended the second period with a three to two edge. And, um, you know, that, that was with Zadina and uh, Eklund scoring the goal. So Zadina gets his second goal as a San Jose Sharks second of the season. He now has two goals in three games. Um, Zetterlin actually gets the assist on that. So he gets his first assist of the game. Um, so, you know, Zetterlin and, and Zadina, you know, they're looking hot. Uh, Eklund, he finally, he got his first goal of the season, which is really a redemption goal considering that he, um, <laughs> he, um, you know, gave away the, um, the puck to Slavin who, um, got a shorthanded goal while the Sharks were on a power play. Uh, Stefan, uh, Nason, that's a, a name that Sharks fans know here well, you know, Akuda Matata. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, you know, he got the Canes going with that uh, game-tying goal to make it 3-3 in the third. And then it was just kind of all downhill from there. Um, you know, four unanswered goals in that third period. Sounds like Sharks lose a score 6-3. Um, so let's, you know, I might as well just share the stats with y'all now. My bad. I want to talk about some talking points, but I guess since we're going over the goals, we might as well just share the stats now. Give me one moment to load that up for y'all. All right. So um, here we go. So you can see right there, um, you know, the, uh, the Hurricanes and the Sharks, they had that uh, tie going into the um, – you know, to close that first period, the Sounds like Sharks got two goals to edge, you know, to get the edge going to the third and then just four freaking unanswered goals. My goodness gracious. All right. Uh, let's just go over the stats really quick here. And then I'm going to give uh, my first person inside the tank account of the game. Uh, so Sounds like Sharks had 16 shots on goal, 42 shots against. Oh, boy. Um, this time... Not you know, forty-seven uh, percent of the faceoffs were won by the Sharks. Uh, Fourteen penalty minutes, nine hits, thirty-two block shots. So, forty-two shots on goal, thirty-two blocked shots. All right. So, Carolina Hurricanes had a total of seventy-four shots. Seventy-four shots. That is in freaking sane. Okay, so like I said, um, I really felt, really feel that the Sunday Sharks are playing competitive hockey, but they're just kind of being their own worst enemy right now, like lit. And um, yeah, today, today they were um, they were exploited for that. They they truly were. Um, all right, so let's go to the first person account, all right, because I think that's much more fun than just kind of spitting in all the stats that you're probably already aware of out there, anyways. So, uh, Blackwood's second starter, right? Um, first, let me just share, uh, let me share this with you. Before the game began, uh, the NHL had uh, tweeted or posted out this picture right here, okay? And this was the uh, Pepsi goalie challenge, top goalies of the week for saves from October 10th through 15th. All right, this is top goalies of the entire week. I don't understand how Mackenzie Blackwood isn't included in this. You know, I mean, you have uh, Soros from the Predators with 80 saves being, you know, the top goalie there, right? But, you know, this is through an entire week of hockey. 
Mackenzie Blackwood made 51 saves in one game. And there's a reason why I'm bringing that picture up and that graphic, and there's a reason why I'm even mentioning those other goaltenders in general. After 42 shots, okay, what is that? 90 plus 93 shots on goal. He made 90 plus saves. 90 plus saves in his first two games as a San Jose Shark. Mackenzie Blackwood, I mean, honestly, I hope Capo Kacken, I'm pretty sure, especially after this game, without a doubt, Capo Kacken is going to be in it against the Bruins. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood needs a freaking break, right? But, I mean, this right here is just, this is, it's, just, it's insane. It really is. It's, it's kind of like, whoa. Uh, you know, the goalie's going to need some rest. And when the Sharks are not even reaching 20 shots on goal, um, you know, this is the law of averages, right? This is bound to happen. Of course, you're going to surrender that many goals when you're playing, well, you know, when we're not playing a 200-foot game, when the entire, you know, third period practically is played in your own zone. This time I can't even say that penalties, like, I really was, I mean, personally, I was thinking that the refs were really, I mean, again, some sus, soft calls on the sounds of Sharks. I really feel like they were kind of help pushing Carolina, help pushing the momentum their way. And, you know, eventually it just caught up to them. It really did. I mean, you know, three of those six goals were surrendered while they were down a skater. So, you know, three of this, three of these goals were on the power play for Carolina off of seven chances. All right. So <sighs> I'm telling you, some of these calls were sus. Anyways, um, so let's go over some stats because I really want to just kind of talk about um, – talk about um, – Blackwood here really quick. So this is with his 28th save of the game, all right? So Mackenzie Blackwood, when he reached his 28th save of the game, so that was like I think before the freaking second period or third period was even – I mean first period was even over to be honest with you because they are piling up. Let me just double-check my stats here really quick so I make sure I'm giving you the proper information. And again, uh, I just got back from the – got back to the pad straight from the tank. So pardon me as I impromptu you this. But yeah, so 18 shots in the first period by the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, another 12 in the second and then another 12 in the third. So this guy, being Blackwood, had 30 freaking shots on goal before the, before the third period uh, even started. Most goalies are, you know, if they if they're getting thirty shots on goal, um, that's almost a whole entire uh, night's worth of work. Mackenzie Blackwood has definitely been, <laughs> you know, he's been getting worked more than he should be. Um, but yeah, so before the second period was even over, my bad. The whole reason I'm bringing this up, this stat comes off of the Sounds like Sharks uh, public relations team. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood made the most saves by any Sounds like Sharks goalie in his first two games with the team. All right, and then his 28th save, that was 79. <laughs> Anyways, my goodness. Um, Capo Kakinen, believe it or not, made 78 saves on March 24th due to 31st. That's 36 saves and 42 saves back uh, in 2022. Okay, so March of 2022. That's, that's like two seasons ago, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Is it math, math? Yep, it is. So, man, it's kind of starting to become concerning 
I'm not going to lie. Um, the concerning part is mainly, A, way too many penalties being called. A lot of these I feel are not deserved. I'll be honest with you, okay, and I know I'm going to sound really biased here, but the San Jose Sharks are – they need to play a complete game, obviously, right? They're not playing a full 60 minutes of hockey. Um, I mean, it's obvious. It seems like they are all out and they're in it until, like, the second period, right? Once the second period ends, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's the case with Vegas. Not so much the case in the shootout loss, which, by the way, um, I, I'll mention this. I mentioned this in the previous show. I think a shootout is the worst way to end the game. But um, you know, here here we are again. Same storyline, man. Um, second period is, is you know coming to an end, and then next you know the Sharks are uh, in stealth mode. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just calling it how I see it. Um, so before I'm all over the place here, let me just make sure I'm making a point. Um, this is not on Mackenzie Blackwood. If you're not generating the offense or putting, you know, the puck on the net, it's bound to happen, right? Law of averages. And in my opinion, Mackenzie is probably the best San Jose Shark on the ice these last two games. He really is especially considering that he's faced over 90 shots in the last two games. Um, so I really feel like the San Jose Sharks, they obviously need to be taking way more shots. And even on the breakout of their own zone, they need to just, they really need to just take the puck. Like someone needs to commit to, to controlling that puck and taking it out of the zone. Because what I'm seeing is a lot of, it's a lot of passes going from side to side, from one face-off circle to the other, whether that's in the O zone or in the D zone, right? Um, it's basically like, you know, not really moving the puck forward and it's creating turnovers, you know what I'm saying? Or it's killing the pressure when we're on the power play or when we're trying to, you know, generate offense. Um, so, yeah. It's unfortunate because, again, the trend is that the San Jose Sharks are really solid through two periods of hockey and just cannot seem to finish or play a complete 60 minutes. That's what I'm seeing right now. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying that today's game is stood out. So, you know, I can't um, I can't jazz it up. I can't, you know, I can't try to, you know, um, make it sound anything more than what it actually is. And that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Um, all right. So, you know, Zadina... Let's talk about some positives now. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's talk about the positives. Adina, outstanding game. And, and the latest addition, newest Shark. Obviously, um, we already know his story. It wasn't working out for him in uh, Detroit. And, you know, he decided to, you know, end his contract and, you know, sign with the Sharks. So far, looking, looking good. Um, you know, got his second goal in three games. And... More impressively is I loved how he stuck up for Tomas Hurdle. I love how he's defending the stars. So um, not that it's his role to be an enforcer, but he's not shying away from, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, um, our star players, quote unquote, star players with Tomas Hurdle are, are being, uh, are being, you know, they are not being, um, hit and then that being answered for or in other words the teams aren't allowed to take free shots on our best players and then you know not have to you know uh, 
answer for it. Anyways, um, so I, 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 I love that. With no hesitation. Like, you can watch the replay. You see it. It was a nasty hit. Uh, Hurdle, you know, his face goes into the boards on the, on the black trim. And without hesitation, you see Zadina. He's, like, charging that guy. He's charging that guy. Um, and I thought that was pretty freaking ridiculous that he was penalized for roughing. That just makes zero sense. Anyways, so like I said, man, um, you know, it's it's kind of three things here. Okay, obviously the Southern Sharks, they need to put the freaking puck on the net. They need to spend less time in their own zone. goes without saying. But um, a lot of these penalties are really controlling the tempo and the momentum of the game. The Sharks are playing really good hockey, but the refs, I don't know. I got to look into who's been calling these games. I really do because if it's the same if it's the same crew night in and night out, then dang. Anyways, uh, but back to the point. And again, uh, re- recap, reaction, and reflection from tonight's game being in the stands. Um, the referees they're dictating this game. They are controlling the tempo of the game, and they're definitely help swinging the momentum to our opponents. I mean, that's just facts. Because the Sharks, in my opinion. With the exception of that freaking last period, they were the better team the entire night. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood was outstanding in that again. Uh, the Sharks did make some mistakes, which I'm about to go into right now with um, with William Mecklen. You know, he made a rookie mistake on the power play. He gave up a breakaway. You know, he he turned over the puck on a, on on an ill-advised pass that led to a breakaway that led to a shorthanded goal. Uh, thank goodness that Zadina answered back immediately. So he got the Sharks' first power play goal of the season, which was nice. Um, and then Eklund was able to redeem himself with a power play goal. Um, so, you know, um, that right there kind of cancels itself out if you want to say that. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of getting tired of them giving away breakaways while they're on the power play. That was another trend that I'm seeing is that, you know, the last two games, the San Jose Sharks have been spending a lot of time in their own zone when they have the man advantage. So that needs to change. It really does. Um, again, I'm not going to go all out and try to go all down because I'm not out there on the ice. It's easier said when I'm behind this mic or I'm you know in the seat at the tank. I'm not lacing up the skates. Even easier said if you're at home watching on the TV, right? But um, you know, the San Jose Sharks are spending too much time in their own zone and letting the penalty kill unit of their opponents control the puck while they are, the sharks are on the power play. So that needs to change ASAP. Um, again, uh, sharks, again, you know, they're able to get plenty of goals on a low amount of shots. So that's something I'm loving. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, we had like, you know, even though we had, what was it? 16 shots. I said total. 16 total shots, we are able to get three goals, right? So, um, yeah, it's ah, – man, this law of averages is really playing – you know, starting to catch up the Sharks. So they – without repeating myself, you know, these trends are going to have to start to, um, you know, change and the Sharks are going to have to find a way to make the like, – make, make the – you know, the most of their opportunities after all um, – they're getting the chances they're, for almost every call that goes against them. They're getting an opportunity on a power play as well. So uh, special teams, 
uh, that power play unit definitely needs to improve because oftentimes it looks like they're on the penalty kill when they're out there at the man advantage. All right. Um, so with that being said, you know, man, it took almost like 14 minutes. I mean, it took, well, not 14 minutes, but it took a long time in that third period to finally generate a shot. Um, I mean, case in point, we only had five shots on. I mean, we we entered the second period with 11 shots on goal. And then we ended the third period. We ended the game with just five more. So, yeah, um, a lot of the game was spent in the Sharks' uh, zone on that third period. And that, you know, I'm just saying stuff that you guys already know. So I'm just going to move on. Okay. Um, yeah. Today, some more positives. Uh, Henry Thrun, second game. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic didn't play tonight as he was injured in the game against Colorado on Saturday night. He's considered day to day with a lower body injury. Vlasic had just five shifts. He had like three minutes and some change of ice time before he left this, uh, that game against, um, against Colorado on Saturday night. So, you know, Henry Thrun was dressed for tonight's matchup against the Hurricanes. Uh, I'm not going to say he struggled, but, you know, there were some moments where, you know, he was either out of position or um, sometimes not even in the zone. But, uh, you know, that's just, you know, with time, I'm sure, you know, he'll find his game. I'm not concerned about that. Um Boards was kind of looking like, um, you know, the physical part of the game was starting to, you know, um, get the best of him. Um, found himself picking himself off, picking himself off the ice a couple of times throughout this game. Um, so, you know, that's something to look, you know, to, you know, pay attention to considering that, you know, we are waiting our captain Lone Couture to return. And, you know, we're wondering if whether or not they may send him down while he's exempt from waivers. But um, overall, you know, the San Jose Sharks, I don't think they're very far off. I don't think they're very far off at all to improve um, from improving their game. Uh, I just want to re and I just want to restate this one more time. The San Jose Sharks are playing competitive hockey. They really are. And when you can see the goaltending that we're getting for McKenzie Blackwood, there's no reason why we should be losing these games. Okay. Um, and one, one, one more thing. We are generating offense with a low amount of shots. So imagine what we could do if we could get some more pucks on the net. Um, we need to play that complete game, 60 minutes, 200 feet, you know, 200-foot game. All right, 60 minutes, 200-foot game. Um, what I'm seeing is about 40 minutes of fantastic. Well, you know, with the exceptional one game, the average is about 40 minutes of, like, you know, maximum effort. And then it starts to catch up. It does. I mean – what else can Mackenzie Blackwood do when he's constantly bailing out the Sharks and constantly, you know, making saves? Um, let's just look at his stats really quick, all right? I just want to go into his stats really quick. So today, um, you know, Blackwood, he had 21 saves out of 23 shots of even strength attempts. Okay, so... It was those freaking power play and shorthanded, unfortunately. I mean, when you give the puck away one-on-one, you're asking for trouble, right? So, unfortunately, you know, Eklund, he did give away that puck uh, while Carolina was shorthanded. And, um, you know, um, Slavin for um, 
or the Hurricanes, you know, he put that um, pass Blackwood with the wrist shot. So shorthanded goal. Um, and then, you know, the three power play goals that were surrendered. So what I'm trying to say is that if the Sharks will find a way to, and I quote, you know, big time Sharks fan out there, Zach Croft, if they can find a way to stay out of the penalty box, <laughs> uh, you know, they might be freaking winning this game because Blackwood made 21 saves out of 23 shot attempts while the Sharks were even strength. Okay. So overall, you know, he faced 42 shots. He made 36 saves, unfortunately, a 0.85, uh, 0.857 save percentage for tonight. But that's what's going to happen when you take seven penalties in a game. That's what's going to happen when you spend most of the 20, you know, the, the final frame, the final 20 minutes of the of the game in your own zone. And of course, if you're only able to generate 16 shots total, um, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. The law of averages anyways. Um, but I, I'm still not losing faith. You know, the sound of sharks again, for the small sample sizes of what we're seeing from when they're having maximum effort and when they're playing some great hockey, it looks amazing. It's really, honestly, it's like something to, to um, I won't say inspiring, but I will say that it's something, it gives you something to look forward to. You could tell that they are on the cusp of, you know, of, of greatness. And I know that sounds a little nuts when you lose a game from a score of six to three. All right. So I'm not, I'm not oblivious to the fact that, you know, the sound of these sharks, are losing but what i'm saying is is that the scoreboard the final results is not the entire story and if you're there live for these games because again i gotta just gotta say this one more time i'm not sure what you're watching on tv on nbc uh, sports and i'm not sure what you're hearing on the sharks audio network but what i am witnessing live at the tank the penalties that are being called against the sharks some of them are undeserved they're, they're sus. They're soft, for sure. And, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of these games are, I mean, these it's only three games, so let's not overreact, right? But a lot of these, um, a lot of these poor outcomes are self-inflicted, are self-inflicted, pardon me. So, you know, seven, seven power plays is ridiculous, but you cannot say much because the Sharks had a two-to-one lead. If I'm not mistaken, let me just double check the box score here so I'm not, you know, misleading y'all. But if I'm not mistaken, it was a two to one lead going into the uh, third period. Excuse me, three to two. My bad. Point, case in point is one goal lead. But they had six opportunities on the power play in that second period, right? So it's like, we should have won that game in that middle frame. That game should have been over. We should have handled them. But unfortunately, for some reason, we are playing a lot of our uh, power play minutes in our own zone. And not just like, like you know, like trying to like, uh, you know, create an offensive rush, trying to create a breakout. I literally, I'm literally saying like behind the goal line, right? Sometimes in the trapezoid. So we got to fix that part. Uh, special teams, the penalty kill up until this game was pretty solid. Obviously, those three goals against Hurt, if we were able to not surrender goals on the power play, uh, or excuse me, while uh, while Carolina was on the power play, then perhaps that would have led into a tie. And as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll take that back. If we didn't surrender a goal short, while we were on the power play, a shorthanded goal for Carolina, 
then, you know, this game is going to, you know, this take away all his goals and this game's a 3-2 victory. Now, you know, all it's all 2020 and, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? So it is what it is. But what I'm trying to get at uh, Sharks fans is that the Sound of Sharks are not as bad as these final scores are suggesting. Uh, the only thing that I think is really suggesting that they're not a good squad, which, again, I don't really think, like, again, I don't even think it's really telling the story, but it's just a shots on goal. It's a shots on goal. All right, they're being outshot horribly these last couple of games. And um, the only bright spot of that is it's taking our opponents almost twice as many shots to defeat us while we are scoring our goals literally like sometimes within the first three shots, right? So we are generating enough offense with less opportunities. The only problem is that we're giving our opponents way too many opportunities to either get back into the game or finally control and win the game. So once we figure, once the Sharks figure that out, once the power play could actually, you know, play more of those uh, penalty minutes in their opponent's zone. And once we stop, you know, giving the puck away while we're on the man advantage and not giving Mackenzie Blackwood an opportunity to breathe. I mean, the guy had 30 freaking (laughs) 30 freaking uh, shots against before the third period was over, man. Anyways, uh, you know, once we clean that up, I think we're going to, you know, start seeing some better results. Uh, Obviously, the last three clubs are tough, um, but I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think they're as good as – I don't think they're that much much better than the Sharks. I really don't. And, again, you know, momentum's a thing. I think Mario Ferraro was touching up on it about the penalties too um, during postgame. But yeah, it that is going to control the tip of the game. So the three storylines, these three games, to me, have been A, um, just not generating enough offense on, on special teams, but and literally like, you know, um giving the puck away. You know, in this case, it, it came and it bit us in behind by a shorthanded goal. Uh the second, so what, what does that mean? That means um, you know, these refs. These reps are calling way too much penalties. I think the reps are giving these op- these clubs opportunities to kind of take control of the game. That's my opinion. I'm a Sharks fan, so I'm going to see it that way. Um, the other thing is, you know, the Sharks essentially, essentially beating themselves, right? Um, because they are getting the goals. They're starting off these games. They 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 literally control the momentum, and they're in their career. They're scoring goals with less chances. It's just keep shooting themselves in the foot, pardon the expression. Anyways, I'm, at this point, you know, this is like the Simpson mean, you know, um, stop it, he's dead already. So I'm just kind of beating a dead horse for no reason, but you, you get the gist of it. Um, and then, and then obviously, you know, I would say the third, the third storyline is that, you know, um, it's, it's all gas, no break until like, you know, the third frame. We got to find a way to, you know, go full throttle for a complete 60 minutes. And, you know, once the Sharks get that squared away, I think, you know, it will be – everything will be uh, gravy in Sharks territory. Everything will be just fine in Sharks territory once they can figure that out. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Sharks fan. I'm saying this because I, I see it, man, and, and I'm excited. That's the word I'm looking for. Not inspired, but I'm excited because this is a Sharks team that has a lot of players that are just playing with each other, you know, this year for the first time, right? So – to see this type of uh, – to see the Sharks 
potentially control the momentum, control the game, get outstanding goaltending for two thirds, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, for however long um, against these three clubs that are, you know, favored to be like final four. I think the Sharks are way better than what people give us credit for. It's just we got to start finishing these games. All right. And that's all I got to say. So how can the Sharks improve? Uh, this right here is actually kind of uh, modified. Um, it's going to be kind of like a modified uh, version of a story that I read off of the Mercury News. And that was, um, you know, teams, uh, they, they had like five ways. This is uh, from Curtis Pachucca. He He wrote an article that said, like, you know, five ways that the Sharks can improve this season. And I want to share this because a lot of this is kind of um, it's kind of on point as now. So a uh, team save percentage, right? So um, San Jose had the worst save percentage in the league last year, and um, we had four goaltenders combined. So James Reimer, Kapokakinen, Aaron Dell, and Itu Makaniemi, all of them combined for 0.881, right? Uh, before that, when it was James Reimer and um, you know, the kind of like in and out Aiden Hill and then Kapokakinen, it was um, 0. 0.90 or, or 0. 0.900, right? So um, I think we found the answer in net. Kapokakinen, I can't wait to see how you respond on Thursday night. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I really am. Um, but Mackenzie Blackwood, if I know this game, you know, the six goals, it really – he doesn't deserve to have this loss just like he didn't deserve that shootout loss. Uh, the way he's performing, I think, like I said last show, he's putting in a, an early bid to be the starting goaltender. I mean, when you freaking make over 90 saves in two games, you know this isn't on the goalie. All right? Um, so um, in the article it says team save percentage – I think at this point we're going to have to start talking about, you know, um, you know, maybe the team should start giving some relief to the man in the crease. All right. Another point that was out there was the five on five goals against. So um, obviously that also goes into goaltending, right? Um, today, uh, four of the goals were on special teams. Three were on the power of play. Uh, one was shorthanded while the Sharks were on the power of play. So four of the six goals came on special teams against the Sharks, one of which they should have that should have never happened. We shouldn't be having shorthanded goals being scored against us, especially on a breakout fashion, right? Our breakaway fashion, pardon me. Um, so uh, creating more power plays, that's happening. It's happening. The Sharks had six opportunities in the second period alone. All right? So I think it's a little bit more than creating power plays. Um I think it's now, you know, actually playing like a power play unit. I know we're having this experiment with like a few forwards and whatnot, but I don't think it's working, obviously. Uh, but, hey, we got to figure it out. It's only game three. Let's not overreact. We're just reflecting, recapping, and reacting to game three of the season. Um, so secondary scoring. A lot. This is going to be the focal point, and I'm going to touch up. I'm going to do a little sidebar on this, but uh, everyone's everyone's quick to talk. Okay, so Carlson, Eric Carlson, Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, and Tomas Hurdle. Forty-five uh, percent of the 234 goals last year came from those four players. All right, 
Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue this year. Um, Eklund and Boards, they already scored their goals, which is exciting for a Sharks fan because that's supposed to be our young and upcoming talent. Uh, Zadina, he's not drafted by us, but he practically could, you know, he's practically, you know, fresh prospect. Young man, not even 25 years old yet. He already has two goals. Um, Zetterlin, whew, beautiful breakaway pass, man. Beautiful breakaway goal, pardon me. That was a great way to begin this game. So the secondary scoring is there. The third line scoring is there if you want to even say that, right? Um, so now we need some of that first line. Now, Couture is obviously injured. Tomas Hurdle, um, you know, he's 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 getting some apples, right? So as a matter of fact, let's talk about Hurdle really quick. He set a record today. Um, so let's show some respect to um, Tomas here. Let me just uh, bring up that stat one second. Um, so William Ek- William Eklund's power play goal is assisted by Henry Thrun and Tomas Hurdle. Um, so Tomas Hurdle's assist breaks a tie with Owen Nolan. So now he holds the sixth all-time uh, he holds the sixth spot on the all-time points uh, leader list with 452 points. All right, so um, just double checking the um, the apples list here on today's game to make sure that that number is still correct and. Since he had a nut, yeah, so yeah, so an assist on Zetterlin's goal and assist on an assist on William Eklund's goal gives Tomas Hurdle um, the sole possession of sixth overall on all time points leader list, 452 points. So, congratulations to Tomas Hurdle. Um, Fabian Zetterlin had his sixth career multi point game and his first with San Jose, scoring that first goal and then having. And assist on um, on uh, Philip Zadina's goal. So secondary scoring is there. That's the whole. That's the whole point I'm trying to get. At. Um, you know, we'll have to wait for Logan Couture to return. We'll have to, um, you know, see what else. You know, some of the guys who get paired up with Couture and Hurdle. Um, you know, we'll have to wait for the season to you know carry on. See what they can bring. But the whole point I'm trying to bring up with this article is. You know, uh, before the season began, those were five things that the Sharks can improve on, and I feel like they've already kind of proved, like they've kind of already proven that um, improvements were made. <laughs> My bad, that sounds weird, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, at this point, I feel like the the three issues are one, maximum effort needs to go sixty minutes and through two hundred feet. Two, that power play needs to start. You know, those pucks need to start finding the back of the net on the power play. And needs to stop being um, spent in our own zone, right? Um, and then the third one, I mean, this is this is on the Sharks. It is right. They're taking penalties. They, in the end, you know, whether I feel that they're soft calls or you know, sus calls from the refs, kind of dictating the momentum of the game potentially even giving these teams, because after all, right, these are supposed to be Stanley Cup playoff teams. 
you don't want them to be kind of exposed <laughs> by, you know, it sounds like a Sharks team. That's supposed to be the worst team, right? Um, but, yeah, you know, the Sharks have to stop giving the Zebras opportunities to raise their hand and blow that whistle. Uh, so, yeah, seven um, penalties against is not going to help get it done. And then, obviously, if you want to look at shots on goal, yeah, we need more offensive opportunities. But I'm not really too concerned about that. I mean, when you have freaking seven penalty kills, you know, the offense isn't going to get generated much because the momentum is going to be like, you know, taken from you. Uh, but to have three goals on 16 shots, what I'm – what I'm interpreting that it to, or how I interpret that is, is that um, the Sharks are making the most of their opportunities, even when it's just a few. So we get more opportunities, we'll probably see a lot more results, or you know, better results is what I'm trying to get. At. I mean, obviously, so uh, it's not as bad as it seems, Sharks fans. That's the whole gist of this, anyways. Um, so let's just kind of um, you know get a little bit on a um, really quick little sidebar here on a um, positive note. For a Tuesday night, it was pretty solid, man. The tank was uh, vibing. I don't know how it sounded like on the home broadcast, but um, it was loud, which was pretty shocking because, um, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a sellout. It wasn't a packed house, but it was loud for, you know, I mean, there was, it wasn't 17,000, but I, it wouldn't shock me if it was like, you know, 14 or even 10, but it was, it was loud, baby. And they gave us a lot of cheer for it. It was just... That third period, man. Whew, that, that was a, that was that was a deflating hard, hardcore. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my recap, reflection, and reaction to tonight's game. Um, I want to end this podcast um, with some X Sharks news here. So um, James Reimer earned a shutout in his debut with the Detroit Red Wings. He made twenty three saves on Monday for his 29th career shutout. Um, in a 4-0 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets at Nationwide Arena. So congratulations to um, the newly uh, to the new uh, Detroit Red Wings goaltender and X-Sharks goaltender James Reimer. Uh, Timo Meyer was benched. Timo Meyer was benched during the sh- uh, New Jersey 4-3 loss to the Florida Panthers um, on October uh, 16th. So um it came after he took back-to-back tripping penalties in the second period, so he only played one shift in the third period and ended the game with 11 minutes, 29, uh, 29 seconds of ice time, third lowest for the club. Um, why am I bringing that up? Because Sharks won the trade, baby. Look at how freaking Blackwood is playing. Sharks won the trade. I know it's early, and I know you know this is a small little sample size, and it ain't all that, but, hey, I'll be real with you, okay? I really think – okay, Um this, this is going to be kind of extended to Carlson as well. But my, my take on Meyer and Carlson, it doesn't surprise me that they are both not really living up to the hype. I think Carlson is like at plus two and only one assist in three games with Pittsburgh now. But it doesn't surprise me that they are that they are both not living up to the hype because in my opinion, and I'm aware that this is an unpopular one, perhaps even stretching it a bit. But the Sharks are well aware that they are the ones that had to incentivize these trades since they are the team that needed to address their salary cap problem. Right? So what better way to create demand for a player you want to deal than by feeding him the puck and letting him do what he does best? All right? 
Meyer and Carlson were on their way out, whether it was via free agency or trade. So rather than letting them walk for nothing, the Sharks essentially made each uh, player their top scorer each season they are traded by feeding them the puck, or in EK65's case, giving them the freedom to cook on the ice. I know it sounds funny, but Timo Meyer didn't set a franchise record of five goals in a game by himself. With the exception of one goal, he was assisted by Hurdle, Carlson, and Burns, who was visiting us at the tank today, right, with Carolina. Uh, in EK65's case, head coach David Quinn pretty much gave Carlson his blessing to go out there and rack him up. So all that to say is I'm not surprised that they are both not living up to the hype on their respective clubs this season because um, I feel like they are showcased. They are showcased because they are definitely on the block. Um, Eric Carlson's contract wasn't working year after year after year. It was obvious that the Sharks needed to part ways with him, and it's obvious that he, in my opinion, never really settled in San Jose. Um his heart's in Ottawa. He wants to play for a team that have a chance to win a cup. Didn't really want to come here to rebuild. So, you know, we had to showcase him and let him cook. He gets Norris Trophy, put a little pretty bowl in that trade. Now he's with Pittsburgh. As far as Timo Meyer goes, I know people like to say he's elite. I think he's a solid top six forward. I won't go as far as to say elite. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, probably a big fish. And a small pond when he was here in Sharks territory. And, you know, there's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more Chiefs or Generals in New Jersey. So um, all that to say is, you know, I think the Sharks kind of showcase both players because even Meyer was rumored to be moved the year we drafted Eklund. So he still with the Sharks an entire season before we even made that trade. Um, but, yeah, that seems to be the trend here with the Sounds of Sharks. Uh, for the past three seasons, as a matter of fact, um, in San Jose, it seemed that to be that when a player is going to be traded or re-signed, said player becomes a primary focus for generating points and offense. So uh, three seasons ago, you could apply this same kind of um, strategy, I guess, to Tomas Hurdle because it was his contract year. And that year, he was a Sharks leading scorer, thus, quote-unquote, justifying another 8 by 8 in San Jose. Right, because the eight by eight contract was very unpopular amongst the fan base, uh, and probably some of the reason why the Sharks kind of fell out of love with DW. Not all of them, just a few. So the point I'm trying to get at is, again, I know this sounds like a stretch, but it's not a far stretch strategy for a team looking to rebuild while also keeping their fan base happy with these transactions. So I know a lot of fans out there are kind of like tripping, like, "Whoa, you know, Carlson was, uh, you know, on pace." to be like, you know, negative, uh, you know, uh, negative in the plus minus category and that Timo Meyer, you know, being uh, benched, um, you know, they're kind of like, whoa, what's going on? But in my opinion, like, it doesn't surprise me that they're not living up to the hype because after all, uh, the Sharks, you know, it was business and, you know, they had to move these these, uh, these guys. So what better way to move them than by, you know, um, giving them, you know, feeding them the puck, letting them cook, and then, you know, creating um, a demand for that player. Anyways, um, so all that to say is I think the Sounds of Sharks are my best. So what is all I got to say is I feel like the Sounds of Sharks won these trades and Mike Greer is going to come out as a boss by the time it's all said and done with. Um, you look at, you know, you look at um, how these players are doing for us. Um, I think most likely are the one that stands out the most in the last two games is Blackwood. Um, 
a lot of people were feeling like, oh, okay, here's um, just another goaltender acquisition, etc. Maybe, um, you know, some of y'all calling some of these guys, you know, trade bait, etc. I don't think that's the case. Uh, Mook Madolin, obviously, you know, he has some time. He still has to do some any, you know, he still, you know, has some time before he gets to the NHL. Uh, same goes with Quentin Musty, but without that trade uh, for Timo Meyer, we won't have Musty in the prospect pool. Uh, and those are two high quality prospects, in my opinion. And, um, you know, let's just hope for another first rounder for the Eric Carlson trade. And let's just hope for, I mean, it's definitely not going to be number 11. It's top 10 protected, but let's just hope that, you know, it's not, um, you know, let's just hope like it's at least like 20, you know, 20, 15 to 20. That'd be nice. Anything below 25, I think is a win. But if we get within that 20 uh, overall range, uh, again, I think, you know, Mike Grizz would look like a boss. Uh, Zetterlin today with that breakaway goal, uh, his first multi-point game as a shark. Um, yeah. Uh, he's definitely looking like he could potentially make himself up to the top six, um, you know, forward. And yeah, you know what I mean? Um, take take into account the cap space that the San Jose Sharks have saved by dealing those players away. And, you know, I think San Jose won the trades. So I'm not too concerned about the results on the scoreboard. I am concerned about the shots on goal, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's cause for concern, but not too much because after all, you know, the last two games, the Sharks essentially been in it or leading these games while being outshot. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what we could do. Hopefully we get that first dub against the um, 100-year-old Boston Bruins. They'll be at the Shark Tank Thursday night. So will I and other members of Shark City Hockey. So until then... Everybody, have a great rest of your night. You've been enjoying a late night edition, the last word in Sharks territory, and the number one training stream, that being Shark City Unfiltered. Y'all have a great rest of your night. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Shark City Hockey. If you like what you've heard or what you've watched, give us a like on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitch and on <laughs> my bad and on X and uh, you know retweet share all that jazz help grow uh, Shark City Hockey's account um, we appreciate all the interaction as well uh, drop a comment let me know your predictions uh, for the game on Thursday night let me know how you feel about McKinsey Blackwood I heard some guys in the stands today talk about oh, yeah, you see, typical Blackwood, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, the dude faced over 90 shots in two games. You got to give him a break. Anyways, but uh, I'm excited. I am. I'm excited um, to, to see McKenzie Blackwood. In my opinion, I think he rejuvenated his career. Had the Sharks not, um, you know, given, given up that shorthanded goal and taking so many penalties, I think we would have won this game because, after all, um, even strength, he looks good. He looks good on even strength. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is obviously like the biggest bright spot um, so far in these first three games. So um, let's hope Capo Kakinen has a strong game against the Boston Bruins. I'd be shocked to see Mackenzie Blackwood in net only because only because um, at this point, like the guy is is you know he's going to reach a hundred shots faced before the freaking end of the first period as a sounds a shark. So uh, I think he deserves a break. All right. 
Uh, thank you, everybody. That was a quick, um, well, actually a little bit more than a quick, but that was a nice uh, little recap, reaction, and reflection of game three of the um, San Jose Sharks taking on the um, Carolina Hurricanes. They were rocked by a hurricane today in that third period, surrendering four consecutive unanswered goals. Um, it's all good, though. It honestly, the, the hockey is looking good. Um, we got to fix some of these problems. And as far as, you know, trades go, and for any of you out there who want to talk about Meyer, this, Carlson, that, um, I think the Sharks want to trade, and I think they look better without him. I know that sounds crazy, but, um, you know, I'm excited still. Anyways, it's late. It's almost 1 in the morning here in Shark City, which means it's almost 4 in the morning over there on the East Coast. It's practically a whole new day, so... Uh, we'll get together again Thursday night when I get back from the game. And uh, until then, you all have a great rest of uh, you know your day, your night, your morning, your evening, your work week, whichever, etc. I'm Aaron James signing off for Shark City Hockey. This has been Shark City Unfiltered. Um, the sounds like Sharks and Carolina Hurricanes aftermath. Let's hope that we have an after party on Thursday night. But until then, let's go Sharks. <laughs>